את האדוני, אלוהים לכולם, שהכל נהיה בדברו. I'm going to give a chance to people to arrive to the site and to the Zoom. The reason we do this Zoom, by the way, I mean, um, is because some people are more accustomed to use Zoom right away. If you want to be more comfortable, you always can go on vitaltransformation.org, which is appear at both, both sides, right, Debbie? Yes. So it's appear at both places. We just want to make sure there is... Especially in this time, it's accessible to everybody who needs so. And like this, we're making sure that you are uh, not finding it difficult uh, to see us, to join us. Unfortunately, in Passover, we uh, couldn't be available because we don't use electricity. So forgive me for that. But... Uh, I'm trying on a daily basis uh, to make sure that when we read the Torah and when we pray uh, <laughs> outside here in the street, uh, that you can hear me on Facebook on different video. Of course, whoever live in LA and uh, want to come and pray with us can do so, uh, but you can get closer. So. And uh, those of you know from Los Angeles, uh, Rob and Sandra, they were here yesterday. It was uh, beautiful to see them. They pray with us and we read the Torah. So it's, it was kind of uh, unique effort. And uh, we're doing it every day and for the days of Pesach and for the Shabbat, based on the situation, we have to make sure that we are uh, giving the service that they've been committed to give for the people and humanity, and uh, especially in a time like this, that's what we sign for. And not because we suffer, we enjoy doing it, we can help ourselves. You know, we love it, we love giving, and I wish we could give more, but in a situation like this, uh, you know, we gotta give from distance. <laughs> and we love you from distance, you know, we love you from distance, so that's the way it is. We're not fully uh, understand yet why, and it's not our business to understand why. The Creator had to define uh, this time like that for Passover. But there is a reason. I believe personally, doesn't mean it's true, that's my belief. That is to build uh, a real strong desire for people to be together. I said many, many times, because the name of the disease in Hebrew is Corona. And Corona mean cor, cor mean cold. And na mean raw. So it's a raw cold, meaning that we're removing the cold so it will be a little bit warm uh, uh, between us. So it's not just uh, the, the idea, the concept of uh, the disease. It's the idea that we need to uh, appreciate one another. That's really what it's all about. But anyhow, get into the lecture. Let's do it. So we just celebrate Passover, as we all know. It was exciting. Everybody did it on their own at home. Those of you did it, those of you didn't. It's all good. Uh, we are in a time that perfection is not the name of the game. The name of the game of life, the name of the game of uh, spirituality right now is not about being perfect. It's about connect. Connect to the Creator, connect to God, connect to the soul. Do the best you can and don't try to make it 
perfect. That's not the goal right now. So loosen up a little bit and love yourself. You know, I saw uh, some great video of some of you on, on, on the internet. Some of you are dancing, some of you are cooking. I, I really enjoy watching what you guys are doing because it's, it's adds so much love uh, to people and everybody has something to give. So don't sit at home and be shy. Just reveal yourself, do something. I mean, I don't know, do a dance, do a music, do a song, cut an onion, chop an onion, I'm sorry for my English. Chop an onion. It's all good, it's all good. It's the time that we're building our global community again. And this time, we're gonna do a better job. No more war, no more bloodshed, you know. It's gotta go toward that way, that we are home for a reason. <clears throat> so, we celebrate Passover, and right after Passover, we start doing something that's called the counting of the Omer. Omer, those of you who don't know what it is, it's O-M-E-R, and Omer, basically, uh, is based on something used to be done in the temple when the temple was built. And when the temple was built, as Dari explained, it's such a beautiful way, the gate of meditation. Uh, right after Passover, in the night after the first day of Passover, because we, you know, in, outside of Israel you keep two-day seder, and in Israel you do one-night seder. There's no trick, you cannot skip over that. I know that some people come up with the idea, they buy property in Israel, there's few people in the community, not my community, other people community called me for questions and said, well, Eliyahu, listen, usually we go to Israel, this time we don't go to Israel, do I keep one day seder, two, three days? I said, you, if you are in America, you usually keep two seder, you do two seder. Why is that? Because the energy is not the same. The energy in Israel is, is a direct connection. The energy outside of Israel, you need a few days to build it up. So the night in the end of the first day of the Seder, meaning if Wednesday night, Wednesday night was the Seder or Tuesday night? Wednesday night. Wednesday night was the Seder. So by Thursday night was the Omer. What was the Omer? Basically, they put on the altar branches and, and barley. Barley called Seora, Minchat Seorim. And that was the Omer. But we don't have right now the temple anymore in Jerusalem. It was destroyed. Why was it destroyed? For many reasons. One of them, that we couldn't show respect to one another. That's, that's the main reason that we custom to hear it from the Talmud. But it's not the only reason, I want you to know. It's one of the reasons. So right after Passover, we're counting 50 days until we have a holiday called Shavuot. <clears throat> what, this is what the Omer is. What is spiritually, what does that mean? On Passover, we're working, as you listen to all my lectures about Passover, we're working on the channel of how we apply receiving. Now, if you receive in a selfish way, like all of us do from time to time, by mistake or by purpose, we don't receive enough what we need for our soul. Because the body get we get confused with who am I? I'm the body or I'm the soul. One of my students got my family a bicycle, God bless his soul. And we are doing now exercise in the bicycle. As I said many times, I'm not into it, I'm not, I don't love it, very painful, but it's very healthy. So 
The question, am I going on the bicycle to diminish the body so the soul can be revealed? Or I'm going on a bicycle so my body gets revealed so I will look strong and nice? That's a question. So there is body and soul consciousness all the time. So when you build that structure of desire again on Passover, the Creator gives us a gift in the night of the Seder. It gives you all the fulfillment that you're going to receive for the year. But that fulfillment lasts for two hours. <laughs> 40, not 48 hours, two hours, 120 minutes. After that, that fulfillment is gone. And you have something called the Omer. You have 49 days or 50 days, more exact, that you're counting to build a different aspect of your desire. So you can receive the same energy that was promising you in the night of the Seder. So basically, what is 50 days? Seven times seven, which is 49, seven week. Every week has a seven day. So you have 49. The 50 day is called Shavuot. What is Shavuot? What happened on Shavuot historically? The Israelite, after they left Egypt, received the book of the Torah. The Torah, not the Bible, the Torah, the five books of Moses. That's what they received. Within the five books of Moses, there is all the secret of how you need to live your life physically, but also within the book, there is esoteric, secret, mystical light that can cure all problems. So the Torah has two aspects. One aspect is the physical aspect of the Torah, and the second aspect is more the spiritual part of the Torah. When Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai ran to the cave in Pekin, it's somewhere in Israel, he discovered something called Tikkun Azor. Tikkun Azor and Mount Sinai Torah is the same level. Not just the Zohar, I mean, I'm not saying the Zohar is to disrespect the Zohar. The Zohar is a collection of uh, 10 people and other rabbis that have knowledge together with Rabbi Shimon. The Tikkun Azor is the pure energy of what God meant in Mount Sinai. So that's why I'm sure you, you, you saw it and you have it already in your house and you hold it in your car and everything. Make sure, especially in a time like this, to every day scan between one to 10 pages. If you can read, that's better. If you cannot read, then get somebody to read it to you. If you cannot find somebody to read to you, maybe I will talk to one of my friend rabbi in Israel to read the old Tikkun Azor and then maybe I can get it for you. And then you can, you can hear it. So by hearing it, you get energy. I'm working on it right now. Negotiate with a few people to read the Tikkun Azor for me. So it will be available on Vital. So all of you can at least listen to it. It's a very important, the Tikkun Azor. So, in that seven weeks, we have to change. The reason we have to change, because, <laughs> the reason we have to, I, do I need to give you why we need, a reason why we have to change? We need to transform. You stay the same person, but you get the best out of yourself. The strongest desire that you can imagine has to be manifest itself. And if it's not manifest itself, unfortunately, you stay with the old desire. And because of that, what ends up happening, life is not becoming better for you. Because you have to, you have to think about it. I mean, think, let's, let's think together about it. All of us want to change our life to better. 
better love, better health, better money, more activity, more fun, you know, all of we want. But this is the external part of ourselves. If we want to start achieving those goals, there is something has to change within. And when I change something from within, then something starts happening. And maybe I will tell you a story, you know, the difference between in and out. In Russia, you know, they love to eat honey. You know, honey is very important. And they say that the biggest enemy of the honey in Russia is the bear. So they discover that there is a solution for that. Came with the smart, smart man. That basically what they're going to do, the place, the farm where they grow the, the bees, the honey, they decide to put the honeys on the tree and attach to the tree a big, large uh, uh, piece of wood. And that piece of wood is, a, is attached to a wire made of iron. And then it's attached with a nail to the top of the tree. When the bear come to steal the honey and they push that piece of wood that attached to a wire, as far as they push it, as much as it come to hit their body and eventually make them fall from the trees. If they only knew if the bear would have a sechel, have a brain, it would know he need to climb a little bit up and take the nail out. But it's a bear, you know, it's not complicated like us. So he doesn't climb, he just leaves the honey alone and go away. Within the Omer, you know, we need to understand that we got to fix, we got to change, we got to transform this whole thing of the inner self, meaning instead of keep pushing things away from you and say, I want to change this and I want to change that, you got to climb one level up and remove that nail and then you can enjoy the honey. The honey referred to the Torah, the honey referred to spirituality, the honey referred to all the goodness that the Creator want to give us. So how do we transform? Come the small question here. Every week you transform in a different way. As I say, there is seven weeks. Every week is corresponding to a sefirah. Sefirah, those of you who are not familiar with Kabbalah, Kabbalah teach that every week have a different sefirah. Is everything okay there? Yeah. The first week that we are in it right now, it's called Chesed. What do you need to do in this week? What do you need to do in this week? Remember, every week, and please, you can reach out to Debbie, text Debbie, she will tell you when every week starts, and maybe we can put it online so you guys have more information. So the first week, you got to work on love to the Creator and gratitude to the Creator. The reason you got to work on love to the Creator is... Do I need to tell you why? Maybe I shouldn't tell you why. If you believe in a creator, you have to develop some love to the creator. Second thing, love to human beings who were created by the creator. Meaning you don't love people just because you're loving them. You're loving them because they're part of the creator. If you're loving them because they are just a human being, you separate them from the creator. That's not a true love. Okay? Please understand. In this week also we work on charity, giving charity, helping people, giving money, giving time, giving love, giving everything. This is this week as well. I mean, the book said having guests. 
well, it's tough. <laughs> but what we do, what they've been me doing, you know, we opening the doors. And tonight we will do a little pray in 7.20, 7.25. So it will last for 10 minutes. So the whole neighborhood, those of you who saw my video on Facebook, it's part of it. So we read the Torah for them. We do the best we can. If people need matzah and you are in the California area or Los Angeles area and we can help you, please tell us. We can't have a guest yet, but at least we can help. So you should do the same, okay? And the last thing in this week you have to do is bring peace between people or between husband and wife. You know, during this time, usually husband and wife have fight. It's very normal to fight in the next seven weeks. And the fight are either about stupid thing or about big thing. Your job is to make sure, <laughs> I was about to say that the fight will be about serious thing, but no, that's a joke. Um, your job is to bring peace between people so they're not going to fight. Second week, the week after that. I feel like I can hear myself. I don't know why. What happened? The, you hit the recording, but is the recording still on? Yes, yes, the recording okay. is on. The second week is designed for the body, for the health of the body. Funny, right? Second week designed for the body, meaning that you have to conquer the body. You have to give the body the right food, the right thing, but you need to remember what is the body really want. The body want food, and sex, and I'm sorry to be so direct and honest with you. By the way, this information doesn't come from me. It's coming from Rabbi Moshe Cordovero. And I'm sorry I didn't mention it before. It's my ego still there. So my ego tried to steal the, the, the right. It's not my information. Rabbi Moshe Cordovero is known to be called the Ramak. He's buried, those of you who've been in Tzafat, is buried to the feet of Rabbi Isaac Luria in Tzafat. So, Usually those of you go with me to trip to Israel, hopefully next time I'm going, you join me. I usually tell you where exactly those, because normally people don't go and say hello to him, I love to say hello to him. This is from the Ramak, Rabbi Moshe Kodovero. So food and sex, make sure when you eat, you say to the body, I'm feeding you for the sake of sharing. And those of you who are into sexuality and you have a partner or something going on, and uh, when I say partner, I mean uh, in, in Kabbalah, we don't believe in sex without a partner. So I'm sorry if I'm disappointed you with this message, but this is the week of Gevua. Tiferet, the third week. So what, what do we accomplish in the second week? Ratzon, desire. Tiferet, the third week, has to do with Torah, has to do with study, Torah, study of spirituality. To study, and if you have the capability of teaching and communicating, do it without ego. Those of you who like to shop around and study from everybody, be careful because it's almost like sleeping with everybody. So just be careful. Try to have one teacher a year, but don't have every week a different teacher. Try, try to listen to one teacher. I mean, I don't mind if you listen beside me to another thousand teachers, but I, I will tell you, it can damage for you. It's not damage for me. For me, I really, it doesn't bother this way or another, but it's sad when I see people 
listening to this teacher, this teacher, this teacher, this. You can't have a thousand teachers in the same day. And I don't know who tried to correct me on that one time. And I saw that there is no point even to explain it. Uh, I think what she wrote is those days are gone. Those days are not gone. You're killing yourself. Have one teacher. Stick to one teacher. You know? And it's not who is better and who is worse. You have to have a feeling that this is comfortable for you to study from that person. If you start going shopping around for this teacher, this teacher, you don't value the teaching in the teacher. You value more the message and you get excited. Oh, and then you forget everything. There is a style. There is a style. So again, study and teach if you're capable. The fourth week, Netzach, is called the right leg. The right leg has to do to support people who teach. If you know people who teach, people like me or people, other people, support them. Support them physically or support them uh, food or clothing or money, anything to do with the physical support. Physical support, that's the fourth week. Fourth week, physical support. The fifth week, it's called a regular small, the left leg, to be able to accept commitment and to study from every human being and to support your teacher in a non-physical way. You know, how are you? What can I do for you? Is everything okay? Do you need me to go do something? That's the fifth week. It's a very important week. And it's also the week of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That's why in that week, you know, Hopefully you can be part of it. We're going to try to donate as many Tikkun Ezoar as we can to Italy and as many Tikkun Ezoar as we can to New York. We already have our team in Brooklyn and New York giving Zohar, but you know we need, uh, uh, what should I call it, funding for that. So people pay for it and then we can send more and more Zohar and also print more Zohar. So we need to print it and also send it. Those of you who want to be part of that donation can start now and hopefully in the fifth week we can manifest it. The sixth week has to do with how you talk. It's Yesod. It's a week of Yesod. And it has to do with the sexual organ. But it has to do with talking, say Rabbi Moshe Kodovero. Rabbi Moshe Kodovero said, how you talk? Are you talk with damage? Are you cursing? Are you speaking bad words? Are you speaking gossiping? Be careful in the sixth week. And for the, for the men and only for the men, in the sixth week, you have to watch, uh, I, I will read exactly from the book what it's saying, I'm sorry if I'm hurting anybody. It says the sexual organ of a man is like bow and arrow, and you cannot shoot without target. What does that mean? It means a man cannot just wasting his sperm uh, without target, which means if there is no, um, what should I call it, a vessel maybe, that's the bad, bad, better word, okay, maybe that's, I'm sorry if I'm being very old-fashioned, but I love this book so much from 500 years ago, and, and I had to share it with you because I think it's important. The seventh week, the week before Shavuot, Malchut, to work on the ego. In the last week of the Omer, you're working on your ego, how do you work on the ego? Maybe some of you are asking, how do you work on the ego? What is the needed to work on the ego. How do you become more humble? You ask for help. But you don't ask for help to show that you ask for help. You ask for help from a point of that you really want to get help. You gotta humble yourself, you know? Uh, one of the ways that the Ramak said that help with uh, being humble is liglot mi bait le bait. 
we can do it in our time right now. It's to exile yourself from your house and go other places so you can feel that you don't really have a place to live. So those of you who are like me, that born, let's say, in Israel and we are now in America, so that's considered exile, you know? So whoever born in different place than where you live, but, you know, you have to feel where is the next place I'm going to go to so I will feel the exile. This is in the seventh week. In the end of the seventh week, Basically, it's Shavuot, which is the day that you receive all the light that you need. I hope, I hope I'm not giving you too much information. I'm sorry if I am, and it, maybe it sounds too meticulous. That's not my purpose. My, my purpose is to guide you, direct you based on Rabbi Moshe Cordovero from the book, because it's important. And those of you who feel that you want to teach it to others, please do. I'm not holding right on that. Just go ahead and do. Please use my name when you teach, not because I care if you use or don't. Because the law, the, say the halacha, it's called a law, the halacha, from 2,000 years ago, whoever says something in the name of somebody else, bring redemption and healing to the world. So that's why I'm asking you to use my name, not because you can say like this, we heard it from Eliyahu or heard it from the Ramak. That's how you say it. That's why I was nervous when I forgot to say that I heard it from the Ramak. So you need to know why I'm doing it. It's not like you think it's a manners or it's nice or it's not nice. No, it's from a spiritual point of view. It's important to say where you heard it from. But please share it. Please share it. So for that reason, we're fixing those seven levels, which are called the seven sefirot. And through that, you open yourself to receive all the gift that the universe uh, installed for you. Good. But remember what type of desire you're building. So if you're building your desire based on, I want to get more attention from people, that will be where your mind directing you to. That's what you're going to get. If you are directing your mind on how can I give more, that's where life will get you to. So you have to make a decision what is exactly you want. Because sometimes we don't even know how far we fell off the, the horse. Because some people feel they're still on the horse even when they fell from the horse. So to be with more awareness, you know, am I exist to give? Or am I giving so I can receive? It's a question you got to ask yourself every day. You know, why am I, what am I doing here? I remember many years ago, 1992. I was uh, in Argentina. And I was trying to build a minion. Minion usually it's 10 uh, men from the Jewish faith who build... A minyan, that's called a minyan, 10 people. And to create the Torah, to create the prayer, you need those 10 men. And I was in Argentina, and I couldn't go downstairs from the building. It was Shabbat. And I was waiting for 10 men who promised to come. And I didn't know if they would make it or not. So when they arrived, I was giving them so much respect that they came. But the respect was for the wrong reason. 
I was happy that I can pray. I was happy so I can have Torah. I was happy so I have Shabbat. So basically, from their point of view, I look like I'm spiritual. From my point of view, I was the biggest selfish person in the room. Because in a way, I used them so I can pray. So I remember when the 11 person show up, and I was thinking it in the same time, in the same five minutes. You know, when you discover it, you say, wow, I have minion, I have 10 men. And then five minutes later, you say, Liao, you're only respecting them because you want something. That's wrong. And then when the 11, the 12, and the 13 arrive, I felt more safe. And then I tell myself, wow, now I'm not worried that one of them will leave. But then I'm not respecting them for the right reason. And I remember when I realized that, I mean, that's that I'm realizing it. It's not mine as well. It's God make me realize it. And God gave me that gift of realizing that I was selfish in a way caring about me, having, I mean, me, having for myself. So when, I, when God gave me that gift to be aware of that, I was extremely happy, extremely happy. And this made me realize that when we are focusing on certain direction, we might get it. But why are we going to get it? For the right reason or for the wrong reason? And this is something to start thinking about, guys. Because we, we are building in the seven weeks, especially in, we are still in Passover, until uh, Thursday night, it's still Passover. So you're receiving tremendous amount of energy. And when you receive this tremendous amount of energy, you don't want to waste it, God forbid, okay? That was one subject for tonight. And as promised, I'm going to change the subject now into the next subject, which is what's happening on Tuesday night. I think it's tomorrow night. Is it Monday today? Monday. So what's happening Tuesday night? Historically, Tuesday night is the day that the Red Sea was open and the people of Israel could cross the Red Sea with no problem. Good. We are celebrating historical event of miracle. Maybe we should talk a little bit more about what happened there. Ten plagues in Egypt. Getting out of Egypt. Getting to the Red Sea. Moses performed the miracle with his staff. Red Sea open. The people don't have the ability to see that the Red Sea open or split. Some say it was split to two. Some say it was split to 12 based on the tribe. Many opinion. It's not the opinion matter right now. It's what matter is what is the message here. And then they cross the Red Sea. And the Egyptian with all the army and soldiers came into the sea. And after this, the Israelites crossed the sea to the other side. The sea closed. And all the evil Egyptian who enslaved the Israelites for 410 years die. 
all the, the Egyptians who used black magic, all these die. And that was the event in the Red Sea. What is going on here? What are we celebrating? We need to know something here. When the Israelites were in Egypt, the idol worshipping was so severe that even the angels couldn't go down to help them. Why? Because the negativity was in such a level that all the angels who came to help couldn't penetrate that negativity. Does that mean that we value negativity? Well, negativity, as I said to my friend this week from South America, Argentina, all negativity was created by God as well. You cannot separate negativity from God. It doesn't mean God is negative. Negativity has a purpose. Every negative thing has a mission, has a purpose. The stock market fall, the disease right now, it's not comfortable. Isolation is not comfortable. Nothing. There's a lot of death in the world right now. That is negativity. But for a second, you should not doubt that that negativity is not part of the Creator. The Israelite in Egypt were idol worshipping, the same like the Egyptian. The angels that saw that the Israelite about to cross the Red Sea complained. It's called the Angel of the Sea. His name, if you really want to know, is R-A-H-H-A-B. It's complain. Many people think it's Neptune, the god of the sea, but that is not his name. Neptune is name that came by Greek mythology later on. And the angel said to God, hey, excuse me, why those people will go through the sea alive and the Egyptian will die? I, I don't mind Moses to make it, but the rest of them, some of them are good, some of them are not so good. Why? And at that moment, the Red Sea was open and none of the Israelites could see it. A gentleman by the name of Nachshon from the tribe of Judah. For that reason, you see, when you go to Israel, you go to Jerusalem, the sign of Jerusalem is a lion and the lion is the sign of Judah. And the word Jewish has not been mentioned in the Bible. The Jewish comes with the word Judah, 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 that's a Jewish. So the concept of, the concept of Yehuda was famous because of Nachshon came from his tribe and he decided to do something, he decided to do something unique. He jumped into the water, which illusionally, the illusion was so great, it looked like water, it was no water there. Similar to the movie with Sean Connery, and Harrison Ford in the third part of their movie, for whatever it's called, when they're chasing the Ark or something, Indiana Jones, yeah. So he, when he had to step from two mountains, he did that, 
he let the water reach to his nose, he almost died, and then the miracle revealed itself. And everybody cross. Why in the seven day? Those of you who study Kabbalah for a long time know that the number seven is unique. The first day is Chesed. Pesach, Chesed. Mercy, giving, kindness. The seventh day of Passover, what we call Shvi'i Shel Pesach. Shvi'i in Hebrew covered with Sheva. Sheva means what? Seven. Shvi'i Shel Pesach, the seven of Passover. Meaning Malchut. Malchut, you got manifestation of everything you built from before. What is the manifestation? Crossing the Red Sea. Now, you're asking yourself a big question and you have the right to ask it. What is this to do with me today, with my life? I don't have any Red Sea. I don't have Egyptian chasing me. I actually have nobody chasing me. I'm at home. What's chasing me? Look at us. Red Sea. No Red Sea here. No Pharaoh. No Egyptian. Oddly worship idols. Well, what's going on? Why am I even talking about it? What's even the purpose of that? The idea that that energy is revealed early morning around 4 a.m. If you want to get the exact time, don't be shy to text Debbie later. We'll give you the exact time. It's called Ashmoret. It's a little bit before dawn. It's about 30 minutes before dawn. There's an energy being revealed. Every year, same time. And that energy is energy of releasing. Releasing ourselves from misery. Releasing ourselves from chaos. Releasing ourselves from problem, from disease, from problem with money. Even and especially when you don't deserve it. When you don't deserve it. When you still worship idols. When you're still negative. This is a tremendous gift. On the seventh day of Passover. You don't deserve it and you get it. If there is a price for that. Well, that will have to take us to the Torah. To the book of Exodus. In the portion called Beshalach. And in that section... Moses F conversation with God. What am I supposed to do? How do I get all those people from this side to the other side? They're going to die in the water. God's answer to Moses is a bit off. And there's many commentary talking about it. God's answer is, Ma titzakelai. Why you praying to me? Unculus. Unculus is a great commentary on the Torah, translated Matitzakelai, Matitzakelai means why you yelling to me, Unculus translated why you praying to me. And the question all the commentary asked, Moses didn't come with the idea how to get the people out of Egypt, it was God. So now he reached out to the boss, say boss, we got a problem here, we got a situation. And God said Matitzakelai, it seemed like literally leave me alone. Without the explanation of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and the holy book of the Zohar, we can't truly grasp it. 
the word Eli, why are you yelling to me? The word to me, okay? To like, is referred to T-O, me as M-E, meaning God, is a lie in evil. The word a lie means to the level that you normally pray to, the level that you normally pray to is not going to help you right now, Moses. A lie meaning Ze'eranpin, those of you who know a little bit Kabbalah. Ze'eranpin, you refer to the level where the channel is, where you bring all the light from, which is tremendous, it's amazing. The Eli. If you pray well to Eli, to Ze'eranpin, to the Kucha Barichu, to the Yudke Vavke, it's beautiful. It's good for all the time, everything you want will happen. There is time that a lie will not be able, I don't want to say will not help you, it's not the right way. The word a lie or that level of the Pin cannot do things for you because there is a certain blockage between the upper world and the channel to bring the nourishment to this physical world. Similar to our time now. Very similar. I mean, who would believe that we would be born to a time there is a global chaos? Who would believe? All of us hear some chaos happen in this country, in another country. But to believe that the entire universe will experience chaos together? I don't think when you were 16, you would think that you would be part of that global chaotic situation and like that. And to watch the news, see how many people dying, sad. So we are now, more than ever, across from the Red Sea and that Egyptian of Pharaoh That's the exact problem that you're facing right now in your life. And because we have unity, at least in one thing, we all have the same problem. We all either afraid, worry, wish for these things not to touch me, wish for people who are close to us to be well and be safe, wish for people who are, we don't even know to be better already. We all wish for this to be over. The Eli, the Tachagamatan, the Yud Kevavke, the normal name of God, cannot be activated and make the miracle as you cross the Red Sea. So what do you need to do? Tell us the Zohar Akadosh, the Holy Zohar. If you want to tap into a miracle making beyond the level of where miracle come from, which is by itself high, you have to go to a place called Atika. As the Zohar write it in Aramaic, Beatika Talia Milta. Beatika Talia Milta. 
Meaning, you got to tap to the Atika, and then the Red Sea will open and all the Israelites can move from one side to another. That's what happened. On Wednesday morning, on Tuesday night, that's what happened. Atika Talia Milta. Normally, if the plague will not be here, all over the world in every synagogue, people will read the section of crossing the Red Sea. Right now, not only synagogue closed all over the world, even the one who tried to give some service, the rabbi forbidding it. Not for a bad reason. People are dying. It's dangerous. The reason we offer this service in the street because people agree to be distanced away from each other, far, far away. And we scream the Torah and the pray to everybody to hear. Not because we're special. Somehow, Debbie found us this place to live. Happened to be, happened to be, God make it happen to be that it will be here in a way that the Torah is in the house and we can read from the balcony and everybody can hear it. And you should see, I mean, what happened on Passover? It was a little rain. Difficult. What do you do? On Shabbat or on Pesach, I don't remember when. It's different. You can't put the Torah out because the letter will, will go off. The letter made of ink. If it touched the water, it's over. So we read it from, we open the door, and my poor children had to scream every word so everybody could hear it. But that's the work. And I told them, I already told my kids, I said, I will take care of you. Don't worry. You know, you're doing a great job. You know, I promised them all kind of gifts. I said, please, please. I know you're busy with college, but you got to help me. I, can, I can't do it alone. God bless them. So when we say Batika Talia Milta, what did they do after they get out of Egypt? Basically, God said to Moses, if you want to see the miracle of the for everybody, even the one who don't deserve it, you have to tap into a place. As Rabbi Yehuda Tzvi Branwine write, where did I see it? I saw it in the letter that he wrote to my teacher, one of my teachers, to my teacher. And he writes, you got to do what we call self-sacrifice. You have to be willing to die for the right purpose. And if you will, then you tap Atika. If you tap to Atika, then there is no death. If there is no death, then there is miracle. If there is miracle, the Red Sea will open. Everybody will cross. The question is, how is now, people will do self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice not have to be your body in our generation. Nobody expects us to be in a high level. We're not. I mean, I'm sorry for the bad news for all of you. We're not in a high level. 
whoever think they're on a high level, beautiful, I mean, it's very nice, bravo, good for you. But we're not at a high level, we, we, we're nice people, you know, we're nice people trying to practice some type of spirituality. So people in our level, where is the self-sacrifice? We need to take our ego and sacrifice it. How do you sacrifice your ego? I mean, the ego is not a physical thing. The ego comes with pride. Either I want to look special and unique and better, or I want everybody to know that I don't try to look better, unique, and special. <laughs> Meaning I want to get respect from working on myself, which is ego by itself. But I also want to get respect for working on my ego. So in the moment that I work on my ego, what happened? I want to make sure people know that I'm humble. So how do you know if you work on your ego or not? It's written like this. Abolem piv Sometimes you get angry and you want to say something to the person who make you angry. But you're not going to say it. Now you work a little bit on the ego. That's one step. There's many ways to work at the ego. Can you ever get rid of the ego 100%? No. Can. Why can't you can't? Or oh, I will explain it. If you get rid of the ego 100%, then you have ego that you are capable to get rid of the ego. So it's a catch 22, it's never gonna end. But at least you try. You wanna cross the Red Sea with us. You gotta come up with something you let go. If you are cheap, you sacrifice your money. Some people are cheap. If you're lazy, sacrifice your laziness. Some people are lazy. They don't do anything. Don't do nothing. You are home now. If you have a family, are you washing your dishes? You're taking turns who's cleaning the toilet? Who's doing what? You don't? <laughs> then why would you want to get out of the misery? You don't sacrifice anything. Everybody got to do something. Everybody, even, even within this group, I'm looking now on the computer, even this group, I think I know you, I know most of you, and you're all, you're all righteous and wonderful people. Find out what is it for you. It doesn't matter what is it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be big thing, but it's a real work. Real work, and the real work, you can talk about it, but the real work is, is, is simplicity. And this is how you cross your little Red Sea. If you want to help the community, help them. Good, wonderful. You want to, don't want to help, it's a shame for you, not for them. So whatever we do in this time is we are looking out of ourselves to, to serve, to do something. Everybody can add a little bit of thing. Everybody. You know, I have the privilege to meet so many people. Great people, wonderful people, not such a great people, negative people, all of them teach me something. 
I never met a person who didn't teach me something. Even, even on our street, we have one of the gentlemen who love to come late, always 25 minutes late, and I'm waiting for him. And my, my kids watching me being impatient. And they look at me and they correct me. They said, why you look like that? What's wrong with you? Say, he bothered me. He bothered me. And those of you who know me, how I talk with my kids, I talk very open. I'm not hiding my problem. I said, bother, I'm sorry, bother me. Why cannot be on time? We start on time, finish on time, everybody go home. And they said to me, it shouldn't bother you. It shouldn't bother you. Get, be more mature and get over it already. It is whatever it is. It doesn't do it personally to you. It's not going to change. That's his life. It's there for you, so you can overcome it. And I love them. So I'm thinking now how to, uh, he's not on, the, on this side. I'm thinking how to put a bottle of wine in the, his door. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, why do I do positive here? Because I have, I have to buy my left door neighbor who's never talked to me before. Never. I mean, hello, hello, that's it. Three and a half years I'm living here. All of a sudden, before Pesach, he come to me, he said to me, Eliyahu, I know you are a bit fanatic about your mikveh. You always need mikveh, and I see you don't have a pool, you don't have jacuzzi. You don't have... Do you want to use mine in the back? I warm it for you, and you can go ahead and use it. I almost cried, I couldn't believe. And uh, he let me use it. So I go in the back, and I said, can I bring my kids too to help me? He said, yeah, of course, and I did it. And uh, it was so kind of him. I mean, it's, it's amazing. But of course, I couldn't help myself to start, let him try different wine. I have so much wine here in matzah. So, because I'm not saying those stories to impress you. I'm saying those stories to encourage you that you got to find a way to give. If it's wine, if it's matzah, if it's, uh, I can't tell you a hug or a kiss now, I'm sorry. Uh, if it's uh, money or a shirt or a clothes or a socks or a shoes, or uh, ship something and surprise somebody from Amazon gift. You know, do something. Get out of your comfort zone to do something. And that's how you're getting out of Egypt. Now, to those of you who want to hear the Torah, we will open the door here. You cannot get closer to us. But we will read the Torah on, on uh, when is it? Wednesday morning? Yeah, when? uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Around 9.15, something like that. We're going to read the Torah for you to make sure that you hear the Torah. Uh, I can put it on electronic thing. I mean, whoever don't observe the holiday and want to do it from far, I'm sure the whole neighborhood will be angry with you if you see you using phone. But if you hide yourself among the trees and do it, be my guest, it's not my business what you're doing with your phone. But remember, the street is kind of ultra-Orthodox. And they really appreciate that I read the Torah for them. But if you want to do it and hide somewhere and do it, it's, it doesn't bother me personally. But, but those of you, please, uh, you don't have to come. I prefer you staying at home and keep social distance so you stay healthy. Uh, but if you feel that you have to drive here or come here or park the car far away, you're going to see when you come, you see, Different people stand in different home and they pray for their home like you, you watch on Facebook. Now, so that's basically the crossing of the Red Sea to get to Atika uh, Talia Milta. And we have to sacrifice something to get uh, um, to the other side. Now the last thing I want to share with you is how. 
to do it at home if you cannot come here to Crest or to Vital and you don't have Torah in your domain, what do we do? Basically, the, there is many traditions. One tradition is to remind people that the miracle happened with water. They put a bowl of water and they go around it to remind themselves uh, the miracle on the Red Sea. You don't have to do it because this is just a physical thing and I'm worried sometimes when people do that it will turn into an idol. The main thing is to read the section in the Torah, in Beshalach, that relate to the miracle of the Red Sea. That's the main thing to do. Do that, if you want to walk around the water, do it, no problem. But do not forget that the walking around the water is not the goal, it's not the purpose. It's just, uh, what should I call it, it's just a, like an antipastor, just a reminder, just a spice to wake you up, to remind that the miracle took a place in the Red Sea. But it's not the goal, because a lot of people do it around the water. They look at the water and say, oh my God, they see the water split. Oh my God, no, it's not splitting. Sorry for, for the bad news. So you can look at the water and see it split, don't see it split. It says physicality. Kabbalah is not into physicality. So stop looking at the water. It's a symbol. That's the word I was looking for. It's just a symbol of memory of something that happened. If you are into the water, if it's split or not, then you're into your body, into your physical body. The main thing, to be into your soul. What are you sacrificing at that night? What are you giving away? What is the ego you're giving away? If you're cheap, you give money, clothes, food, shoes. If you're cheap with your time, give time. If you're lazy, you get out of your laziness and you wash dishes and the floor and everything. Everybody d d d do the thing. You know what your thing is. I don't need to tell you. You don't need a teacher for that. Everybody know. So you read that section. You can wake up early in the morning, or you can do it at 9 a.m. It's whatever you feel is the right thing for you. But the main meditation is to say to God, I know that you get me out of Egypt. When I wasn't ready and I didn't deserve to get out of my misery. I know that you will do it again. Not because I deserve it. Not because I do good things, because how many good things can we do to remove our cares? All what I'm asking is a gift for a chamber of the divine, the creator, that chamber called free gift. That's the name of the chamber. Matnat chinam echal shal matnat chinam. Echal min chamber, matnat chinam, free gift. I'm asking not to borrow that gift because I can't pay back. And I'm asking for that gift not because I deserve, because I don't. I'm asking for that gift from that chamber because I know how much the Creator enjoys giving me when I ask something. Because I'm like son to the Creator. Or if you're a female, you're a daughter to the Creator. And there's nothing more fun for the Creator is to hear his children asking for help. Nothing more fun to the Creator. Nothing more fun to the Creator. I repeat it a billion times. That when his children are begging for help while they know they don't deserve the help. Those of you who have children, 
Remember when the children do something wrong, really bad to you. And then they come to you and say, Father, Mother, I know I, didn't, I don't deserve your help or advice. I know I don't deserve anything. I'm asking you to help me because I know how much mercy you have in you. That's the same way, my friend, that we're asking on the seventh day of Passover. We're asking the Creator to help us. Help us with these plagues to go away. Not because we deserve it. Help us with the money, not because we deserve it. Help us with the love, not because we deserve it. Because there is so much joy in the Creator to give. That's what I'm asking. Those of you who read my book, The Laughing Billionaire, in the first chapter, I'm talking a lot, a lot, a lot about the concept of true desire. And please read it. I don't want to repeat it now. And how to gain happiness again. To really gain happiness and how to get power again. Read this first chapter again and again and again and again. It's in there. And read it again and again and again. And uh, I want to end up the talk, maybe a short meditation for people who are on this Zoom or the web on Facebook or YouTube or whatever you are. And I hope this message will reach out to more people. Whatever it is, South America right now, North America, Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, the North Pole, the South Pole, every place in the world. Let's, for a second, I'm going to read from the Tikkuna Zohar, with your permission. Da'it karat ulay ve'ala et mar kuliya ve'ulay lezachi 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 friend. We just experienced a miracle in this second. I don't know if you're aware. Those of you who saw me on the camera, I don't know if you just pulled the book. I can show you. And just open it. I said, God, give me a message. Help me here for the people, please. And we open it exactly where it says, Betalia, Batika Talia Milta. Look, read it again. Those of you who understand Aramik. Afilu de Avid Kamas Kuvan Lobis even if the person has the merit and is a great person and everything, perfect human being, in the merit, you need merit to have that achievement. Sometimes it depends on reincarnation. This is going to a different subject now. Avali Bacheretikahlo. 
רוחה, אתה בגופה אחה, דעליו היא ומינה. מה כתיב? בעיקר מה לא שאתה תמן, והיא בת זוגה. Now he's talking about soulmate, I'm sure some of you are asking about soulmate crossing the Red Sea. Then this soulmate has to be reincarnated with him or with her. There is rules, it's so complicated. There is rules on how a man and a woman should be together. It's called Shirak Sutav Onatah. I'm not going to go into the details right now, my friend. It's, it's long, but it's beautiful. Shear Besarok Sutah Ki Sutah Levadai Simlato Lauro Da Gilgulat Ananiya Veonatah Adam Yehuda Dela Deu Gilgulat Altiya Amar Rabbi Shimon Saba Saba Patach Milin Yatar Da Istamin Milin Dilach Amar Leahu Saba Shirada Bezona Misitra Deimina Da Patal Kol Vezala Katiya Da Odekhtiv Betehilim Potech Et Yadeh Omazbi Al Kharatzon Ksuta, I'm sorry I'm reading it in Aramaic first because when I get you into the meditation and people are soon going to wait for me in the street. Ksuta mi sitra de spola deu ksut enayim. Taman arayin spola, begin de sitra spola taman pagimu. Taman khtiv, mitzafon ti patach ara, ubegia atpa b'yitzchak, ba'i ki izaken yitzchak enayinav b'yirot. Bataman tzarek kisuya. Bishab ba'u atpa arbe, ba'yastar moshe panaf, ki yareh ba'abit ila elokim. Begin da tzitzit v'tfilin, ninoak yisrael dila adao dekhtiv ki ksuta levada, isim lato leoro. באור תפילין כסותה לבדי סמלתו לאורו, באור תפילין כסתל ארבע כנפות ציוסתך שתכסה בה. בסקשן אוף דסטיקודי הזוהר, when we read something, we get purified from layers that don't allow us to receive the gift of the creator. What I want to do is now just close your eyes for about a minute and let's send good vibe, good energy. to the people all over the world, unconditional love. Think about how you're going to raise your giving and make sure to ask another human being that don't agree with you right away. We usually call this person a teacher or a mentor and ask if what you decide to do is good. Because sometimes what we decide to do is come from the ego. I always do that. I ask my wife, I ask my kids. You know, I go to other people to see. And thank God I'm blessed with a family who disagree with me all the time, which is great. So ask people if what you do is enough to be doing. Sit with yourself and think where are you going to give? How are you going to give? And then check it if that's good enough, right enough, or pure enough. Check it. I want to send also love for all the soul of the people who left this world and this virus. That their soul will achieve their goal this lifetime and next lifetime if needed. Also for the people in the hospital, with respirator, without respirator, send them love and energy. And also we want to send love and energy and healing for the people that are at home in quarantine, 
And they don't know if they're sick or not. Also, we want to send energy to the old people above 65 who worry because they don't know what's going to be with them. They are in fear. We also want to send energy to all the children in the world, kids, that need us now more than ever. And for the rest of the people that are scheduled change in business, in life, in love, social, send energy. Last but not least, we want to send energy also to the people that don't like us or the people that we don't like. We want to send them energy as well, that they will be better. Not because we decide what's going to happen. God will make the decision what's going to happen. But from our point of view, we forgive them. Totally let go whatever they did to us so they can go on their journey and will do well. I want to also send energy to you for coming to be with me today and join me. It really means a lot to me that you are with me. It's supporting me a lot beyond your any level of understanding. You can open your eyes now and I want to say thank you with your eyes open. And uh, those of you who want to be part of the sharing more Tikkun to different state, to different country, to ship it to different country, Please help us and support us. Those of you who want to help us to, we also dedicate children books, different children books that I wrote. You know, the, the Snell with No Shell and other books that I wrote for children. So we want to donate it to more hospital for children and more facility with children. Those of you who want to help with that, uh, please uh, find a way to do it. Please do not take money if you need to eat. If you need to eat and you need to survive, please don't, don't donate. Don't try to become a big shot now. If you, you're running out of money, please keep this food, this money for food and for survival. If you have extra, please use that money for charity and support us to do this mission. I don't want somebody to start borrowing money and give to this project. This project, if you're capable, you do. You're not capable just because you meant to do it, it's like you did it. So you don't have to feel ashamed if you don't do anything. You did enough. Just by showing up and listening now to me, you did enough. You want to do extra, you're welcome. So don't push yourself. Don't be ashamed if you don't have money to donate. I don't want you to feel bad. Everybody donates something. Everybody gives something. You give love. You, you show up. That's giving. This is a project that we try to help more people. But I don't want you to hurt yourself for hurting people. I know I say self-sacrifice. But I want you also to take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? Right? You got to love yourself first. Uh, do I open it for question? Okay, five minutes question and answer, please. And let me say hello. I want to say hello to Maggie, Faye, Dr. Allah, Down, with my accent, never come right. Marty, Esther Lorena, Roya Sabar, Karen. Still don't know who's Karen. Nicole Alfie, Brenda Citron, Daniel Tinker. Happy birthday, by the way. Wendy Driscoll, I hope I'm saying it correctly. Leah iPad, Andrea from Argentina. And another iPhone, I don't know who it is. Matteo Belelel, I think I said it right. Jolena Menavi. How long we should 
be awake from four. Um, just to read that section of the uh, 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 of the Torah. If you need to go to sleep, you can go to sleep. It's not a problem. There's no again. There is no there's no must about it. It's not like the night of Shavuot. In the night of Shavuot, you have to stay awake. But doing uh, uh, that night, you don't have to stay awake. What is that, Debbie? No, no, we, we forget. The awake is just symbol, again, like the water. It's a memory of something that happened then. So when did it take a place? Bashmoret. About 45 minutes before dawn. What is dawn now? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. So 4.15. 4.15. But you don't have to wake up. It's not a must. The must thing is a change, it's transformation. I know that a lot of a lot of you study Kabbalah in a certain way that there is a physical symbol into everything. In Kabbalah there is no physicality. There's no physical symbol to anything. Only the body needs some something attachment. You know, I took a, a tour in the Vatican once. And uh, the person who took the tour is, is a Kabbalist guy. And you can do it yourself once everything will be over. It's called Kabbalist tour in the Vatican. So he showed me the Sistine Chapel, which with my accent sound like 16 Chapel. I said, this is 16, where is the 17? He said, no, Sistine Eliyahu, not 16. So I went around and there's all kind of art and everything, unbelievable. And so I asked him, what is Kabbalistic that place mean for him? And he, he, he answered me, he teach me his tremendous secret. And he changed, and that day my life changed. And I, as I say, I have a million teachers, everybody is my teacher. And he said, Eliyahu, you know, real spirituality doesn't need any picture, any symbol. The picture is inside of you. If you need pictures to be spiritual, you're not yet in the highest level of spirituality. Again, and, and, and by saying it to you, I'm not trying to put down the Vatican or Christianity or Catholic or Islam or Judaism. I'm not, I'm not, that's not my purpose here. I'm just sharing with you what affect me. And he affect me a lot when he say that to me. So I just wanna, any more question? No, God bless you people. If you live in LA, don't be shy to come around Crest. You can hide in the trees if you wanna take some videos, you know. To my right, there is trees of lemons. Uh, belong to my neighbor, he's a good neighbor. He doesn't mind people sit there, you know? So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you out there. And God bless all of you. Thank you, Todaraba. Thank you. Do I close it from here? No, I haven't. Okay. Okay.